Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us today. On today's show, we have Guy Finley. And Guy is the best-selling author of more than 45 books and audio albums on self-realization, including The Secret of Letting Go, The Essential Laws of Fearless Living, and his newest book, which we talked about today, Relationship Magic. Um, He is also the founder and director of the Life of Learning Foundation, a nonprofit center for spiritual discovery in Oregon. And he is also the faculty member at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. We really enjoyed this conversation with Guy and dove into a lot of different things and talked about things like how we can illuminate our consciousness through relationships, how he and his wife did not raise their voices at each other in their 40-year marriage, and it's still continuing. So that was very interesting. Pretty incredible. That's uh, definitely something to aspire to. And other things like renewing your relationship and 
how he uses presence and meditation to learn about himself and his relationship and teach those tools to others. But really just a interesting guy, obviously has done a lot of work in the self-realization world. And you'll see very quickly why Guy is just a wealth of knowledge and a lot to really take home today, uh, even if it's just the inspiration of he and his wife not raising their voices at each other for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> That is a total inspiration. Can you imagine? <laughs> Maybe four hours, four days, <laughs> four months. <laughs> four days. Can try four that. weeks, months. I know. 40 years. Wow. So in today's episode, you will hear toward the end, the bonus round of content, which we have included in this episode. We're including our new Love Tribe membership bonus content in the episodes over the next couple of weeks, just to give you guys a little taste of what the bonus content is like. And if you are loving this bonus content and continue to get it forever, because eventually we will start putting the bonus content only into the Love Tribe membership subscription, then you can head on over to our website, idpodcast.com. There's a tab called become a member and you can sign up. Yep. And you get the shows ad-free in addition to the bonus content. Yes, ad-free bonus content. It really is a win-win and it helps us to be a listener-supported podcast. Um, we love our sponsors. We offer great sponsor products, but we also want to be supported by you guys. So, Yeah, and uh, just to emphasize what Sarah said... She does a lot of work on the back end editing these shows. We just bought another mixer and mic set up because as we uh, told you guys on uh, another show, Sarah and Stella are actually in Florida. I'm in Costa Rica. So becoming a member helps us continue to produce the show for all the time and money with audio equipment and editing that it takes. We love to be able to provide this stuff. We love the information that we're getting ourselves and we appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. And so check out the membership and you can even do $2 a month and you don't get anything except for the gratification of, yeah, supporting us. A every, virtual hug. A virtual <laughs> hug and every little bit counts. But those $2, again, go to things like buying the audio equipment. There's a lot of different uh, software that Sarah runs. She has turned herself into quite the audio engineer. She's not one by training, but over the last five years of doing the show, <laughs> she's like a little NPR in, in the... Uh, currently recording in her grandmother's um, <laughs> office. so Guest bedroom. <laughs> so that $2 will go a long way. We appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Guy. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm happy to be with you. You've written and recorded over 45 books and audio albums on so many different topics on self-realization. And now you have a book on relationships. So what inspired you to write a book on relationships? I'll tell you, Chase, the, the whole of my work over, gosh, what I guess spans more than four decades now, hard to believe, is, is actually about relationship. The book about relationship magic is more or less targeted to reach men and women who are in some kind of relationship where they understand that either it needs to be refreshed or they're not getting out of it what they thought going in they would, but more importantly, that the relationship isn't fulfilling 
the need that they went into that relationship for. So this new book is about individuals understanding the premise of the entire book, which is simply this, that relationships are the path of revelation for us. We discover who and what we are, our possibilities through our relationships and through no other means can we do so because relationships bring revelations about ourselves, our capabilities, our qualities, things that we know and do not know about ourselves that we must if we're ever going to be free to love another human being, let alone understand what it means to care for ourselves. We're definitely going to dive into the book and some of the themes, but I want to start with asking you, because it's such an inspiration, what you attribute the success of your own 40-year marriage to. I attribute it all to the, to the principles that we're going to discuss today. Look, we, each of us, experience life directly according to what we value and want out of it. And the great journey of life through all of these relationships, Chase, I believe, is to begin to refine these values, to refine what it is that we actually want from life and from others. And at a certain point, at least it was true for my wife and I, and remains true, what we want, not just from each other, but from life, is to understand in a very direct fashion what is required for us to continue growing and developing ourselves as individuals and our capacity to love one another. And it has not failed. We, over 40 years, as amazing, startling as it sounds, is it's true, not in once in 40 years have we ever raised our voice at each other so that it is possible to have a relationship where men and women understand that whatever is being revealed in that moment isn't being caused by the other person, but that the relationship itself is causing us to see as individuals what we have brought with us into that relationship. Then it becomes magical, literally. Have you ever had anyone disagree with you and say that because where you said relationships is the best way to learn about yourself, has anyone ever said, well, I think it's more self-analyzing or meditation or things that you do individually versus with your partner? And, and what would you say to them? I know if someone asks a question like that, that they don't understand what relationship is. Meditation is relationship analysis at whatever level it may be taken is the mind in relationship with its own thought and thought is the past which means the mind is looking to the past to perfect itself which it can never do or it would already be there so sarah for me the idea that of being still and contemplative prayer all things related to understanding our relationship with the divine cannot be separated from what the divine shows us about ourselves through those relationships. So I hope that answers your mm. question. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I got to ask how you and your wife has, have managed not to raise your voices <laughs> at each other for 40 years. That's amazing. Because by whatever grace has allowed us this understanding of which I speak and write, we understand the absolute, the sheer futility, literally the waste of blaming another human being for our pain. My wife, and she'll be the first to say it, often says things that are passively aggressive or makes some comment. But again, by grace, I know that the only reason any of us attack another human being, the reason we're negative toward them or critical is because that person is in pain. We don't say painful things to people because we're happy with them. We say painful things because we don't know what to do with our pain. And once we understand that the pain we have is, serves a completely different purpose than trying to escape it or perfect conditions that allow us to momentarily uh, transcend it, 
once we get that, then everyone becomes kind of a secret agent working for love, helping us to understand that love doesn't blame, love never hates, love never separates, it unites. And, and having a firm understanding, at least as best we can, of those principles, then when parts of us want to pop up and punish someone or blame them, let alone shout at them, we understand that that suffering, if we go along with it, is wasted. It actually strengthens the illusion that what we are experiencing in that moment is being caused by someone or something outside of us, as opposed to the point of my book, which is that that relationship in the moment is helping us uncover what is still hidden in us, limitations in our own consciousness we don't recognize as such because they never see themselves as such. Do you have a meditation practice that helps you in the moment when maybe you are being triggered and someone else may raise their voice in that moment, but you're able to recognize that it's not your wife that is making you feel that way? How are you able to, to pause that or what's the practice there? Again, I understand. And, and certainly in my book, Relationship Magic, as well as in all the books I write, all the talks that I give, I always include a practice of some kind, Chase. And each and all of us are at various levels of understanding. But ultimately, we need to get to a point where when we are pushed, we don't have to run and look for something to give us to do so that we don't hurt another person back. Why do I need a practice if it's possible for me to see that before I ever lash out at another human being, let alone hurt them, I'm in pain myself? And if I am in pain in that moment, and I realize, as we're trying to point out here, that the relationships are revelatory. I look, I'm sitting here, we're not doing video, but if we were, you'd see I, I'm, I sit behind me and I live in the, on a small mountain in Merlin, Oregon. And right out the window, there are deer and turkeys wandering around. And my, mom, my moment with them brings up in me qualities that I don't experience without them being there. So that when I see a fawn or a turkey with its wings spread, strutting, each moment of that relationship reveals to me qualities in myself that I didn't know were there prior to that revelation. And we love most of those revelations that bring up, as is said, that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But if it's true that beauty and harmony, balance, peace is in the mind of the person perceiving that moment, then so is it true when a condition brings up pain in us that that pain is in the mind of the beholder and not produced by what it beholds. So understanding that, Chase, brings about a certain kind of illumination where we begin to practice being present to ourselves and not blaming anything outside of ourselves for that disturbance. That's ultimately the true meditation, the end of this duality, realizing that the observer and the observed are, in fact, a singularity. Again, I have practices to help uh, in enhance that understanding, but that's what all practices lead to, is the awakening of that order of ourself that sees and understands the moment as being the gift that it is, even when it isn't something that's wanted in the moment. Yeah, it's such an important practice to cultivate of presence is what I think of when you're talking about these things and presence in the moment of our surroundings, but within us, I'm sure there's so many practices and meditations and we've talked about it in the past on the show, but personally for yourself, are there any particular things like a morning routine that you have or, or reminder? Uh, I'm sure at this point, it seems like you've been practicing this so long that it, you're not having 
to to do as much as maybe earlier, but things that you think about to to put yourself in this the present state awareness? Yeah, it's a great question, and you made a fine point, which I'll just elaborate on for a moment and then answer your question as fully as I can. Obviously, I'm sitting here and some goldfinches, these little tiny beautiful golden birds just landed on the on the Niger cedar, not the Niger feeding. So I am, in one respect, in relationship with what I see outside of myself. But at the same time that I'm in relationship with what I see outside of myself, I am in relationship with the experience being produced by that revelation. So that we can begin to understand that this process of meditation, of relationship, is literally like those nesting dolls where one is within the other, the next is within the other, and it proceeds infinitely into a place where, as you have suggested, a person begins, as I have been blessed to do, to make their whole life that, where the first thing that's important to me is realizing something that is new and true through the revelations being given to me in the moment, so that one literally stands almost as a kind of mirror in front of every moment that comes because everything that passes in front of that mirror is the same as perceiving something new about yourself. So you are renewed every moment. St. Paul talked about waking up every moment, dying to oneself every moment. In the end, that's what we're describing, is that the only way it's possible to have a relationship, not just with others, but with ourselves, is if that relationship is refreshed every moment. And thought can't refresh anything. Thought reincarnates itself and the consciousness that brings it out. Whereas the awareness of thought allows us to see, as it's unfolding, an old nature simply trying to reincarnate itself by calling something outside of itself responsible for its experience. So now... Yes, Chase. Look, uh, you know, I'm 70 years old now, and my journey began somewhere around the age of 11 years old. And that included traveling around the world, sitting at the feet of more people than I would ever describe or prescribe as necessary, but for me it was. And meditation practices in the early days that often included eight to 10 hour practices each day, because that was what I valued as I was going through this process of awakening. But today, it's not necessary. It is what I am. And that's what we are, you, myself, Sarah, all of us are intended to awaken sufficiently to this presence that doesn't try to figure out what to do with unwanted moments, but rather realizes that any unwanted moment in any relationship is a revelation of what still remains incomplete in our understanding about being in presence. So if you like, I could give a specific exercise that's invaluable, but I think that the best use of our time is to uh, let you ask these questions and me answer a little more briefly than I'm doing so that we can give everybody a, a, a look at what it is that is really the liberation the process in our relationships we seek. Yes, let's dive into that. But I do want you, if there is a um, exercise that you want to share, we were happy to to hear that, but we can also uh, dive into the other stuff as well. Here's a real quick one. It's one of my favorites because it speaks to everything we've been describing. Uh, I, I, I gave it many years ago in the form of a story uh, where a brave knight was trying to rescue uh, the, the princess who had been captured by an evil wizard, uh, but the evil wizard had a particular demon, a dragon, that as one approached it, one could feel all of these fearful things that that particular dark shadow creature brought up. And at one point, after failing a dozen times, the, the knight realized that his experience was similar to others who had tried to, to save love, become united with it. Only each one described what the evil 
dragon brought up in them differently. And he realized that the process he had to go through was something completely different than trying to kill that creature in the old, in the old manner. So one day he put down his sword, his shield, and he walked up to the dragon and the dragon began to show him these things in himself that he didn't want to see. And he simply said, thank you. I didn't know that about myself. And when he said that, the dragon disappeared. He was transported to where the princess was hidden. They were married, meaning the opposites were united. The divinity was restored to the kingdom and all lived happily ever after. Thank you. I didn't know that about myself. What if in the moment where someone insults us, someone says the demeaning comment, something happens we don't want or don't like, we were able in that moment to wake up sufficiently to say inwardly, thank you, I didn't know that about myself. Meaning I didn't know that waiting within me was this reaction that was going to try to prove the problem was outside instead of allowing the revelation to do its work, which is to illuminate what remains incomplete and in the dark of our present consciousness. So that's a very good exercise. We love that. And a great perspective to take because then we're always open to learning. So often mm -hmm. yes. we probably get defensive instead of saying thank you. It's like, no, thank you. And this is why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's 100 percent it, man. And if we understand the beauty and the truth of that exercise, because we want to develop our soul and our relationship with the divine as we see it, then we would begin to actually start catching the habitual reaction that seems to release us from the condition because it blames the pain on something outside of us. But then we see the pain isn't being produced by something outside of us. The pain is the consciousness and its resistance to seeing itself as it is. Then we can begin the process of surrendering, dying to ourselves and literally being reborn. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Trivia Star. Do you and your partner want to keep your mind sharp and have some fun? If trivia keeps you on your toes and entertained, then you need to check out Trivia Star. It's a great way to test yourself and have some fun. Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that has been entertaining and challenging for us to play, especially right now when we are spending a lot more time indoors and doing less activities. You can choose from categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals, and celebrities, and there are over 60 different categories to choose from. So there's always more trivia to explore. If you choose a correct answer from the multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. And the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get a hint and beat the level. And I've been using plenty of those to help me beat the levels. Cheating maybe a little bit, but it's part of the game. <laughs> you don't know the answers? Um, most of the time I do, but occasionally I use, I use my gems and coins. <laughs> and Trivia Star has 2,000 five-star reviews in the Apple Store. So right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. Just go to the Apple or the Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Again, search Trivia Star and enjoy 2,500 coins and 500 gems. Download Trivia Star for free today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. Care Of has a ton of amazing products that I'm really excited about, including their new line, the Skin and Hair Collection, that helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. And I love how Care Of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind all of their products with extensive product information available on their website. And it's super easy to figure out where to start by taking care of's in-depth five-minute online quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. 
I took the quiz online and I loved how easy it was to see the kind of products that I needed to improve my health. They actually sent me a lot of plant-based protein, some probiotics, some magnesium and keratin. So I'm super excited to get on better track of taking my health. So every month I will get a new 30-day supply box shipped directly to my door. And so I never have to worry about running out. And of course, you can always modify or cancel your subscription at any time. And this is also a big win for me because it costs about 20% less than it would if I was to go to a local health food store. So for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code I do. Again, for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code I do. You write that love has the power to reveal and heal. And love is such an esoteric, broad word and can mean a lot of things to different people. Can you share a little bit about your definition of love and its limitless potential? Love is and always has been the very ground of our existence. Without love, there is no creation. So that when we speak of, at least when I use the word love, I'm not talking about a sensation. I'm not talking about what happens when we feel all gooey and you know goofy over another human being, or for that matter, over anything in particular. Rather, love is the uh, is what happens to us when unconscious duality is seen for what it is. When the observer and the observed are united, that person enters into the love that was there before they realized it. Simple example. You look up at the night sky. You look at the vastness of a mountain ridge covered with snow. You see an ocean sparkling with diamonds. And in that split second, the you that was apart from all things in that moment gives itself completely to what is awakened within it by the condition it's in. So that the separation between myself and what I see simply disappears. In that disappearance of self, love is. I would like to expand a little bit more on the love. And can you talk about what we can learn by seeing ourselves through the eyes of the ones that we love? Yes. The way that we, and that's an important question, Sarah, because you see, we never see ourselves through the eyes of the one that we love. Because for the most part, when we have a good moment with our partner, our eyes are not upon or within ourselves and certainly not seeing ourselves through the eyes of our lover. We are fully identified with the pleasure of that sensation. But for the most part with our partner, when they do or say something, and I'm sure that you guys can agree, sometimes our partner doesn't have to say a word. They can just look a certain way. They may not even be feeling what we attribute <laughs> to the way they look, but we can be set off just by a glance. So in that moment, I can't see myself through the eyes of my partner. Why? Because what I see is what's wrong with my partner. That's what we see. But what if, as you've asked, we could see in that moment that what my partner is looking at in me may actually be why they're looking at me the way they are. We never think we're wrong. Even when we have to admit it, it's not complete. Only true remorse allows for true apology. But by and large, our apologies are band-aids. So that understanding the ability to see ourselves through our partner's eyes is the same as understanding in that moment why our partner is reacting to us the way they do. Because when we're negative, we, by and large, don't really think to ourselves, gee, I'm negative. We're thinking about what we blame for that negativity. So we have no, as, uh, Chase, as uh, Chase had said, we, we, we have no real presence in that moment 
just something that sits apart from the pain and wants to find a reason for it. So our partner walks in and they immediately, by law, experience the vibration, the nature that we are living in and through, and by unconsciousness, by their nature, instantaneously, summarily resist our negativity. When they resist our negativity, we feel their resistance, and then we blame their resistance on our negativity, and there you have the pattern of pain, something that keeps the cycle of conflict going between two people. But if I could actually see myself through my partner's eyes, it would require being aware of myself when I'm with my partner instead of being aware of what I blame my partner for producing in me. I hope I'm not going too fast because it's a pretty important topic. Seeing myself as I am is the only way in which I can stop blaming others for what I blame them for. I love that hmm. last sentence there, seeing yes. myself as I am. And I think that's the root of what you're talking about here with seeing ourselves to the one we love. Because I always say, if I'm sitting in a room by myself, I can go inside, I can meditate, and I can learn, you know, there's stuff to learn there. But if I have nothing reflecting back at me, I, I have no way, or if I'm not interacting with anyone, my learning is is limited to a sense. And so there's real beauty in looking at our relationships in this way, being present and being present to how we are through other people's eyes um, because our ego and, and ourself won't allow us to do that all the time. Yeah. Couldn't be said better, Chase. A, qu a quick story back in my, when I was in my twenties and I was literally living in a kind of a cave, just meditating for great periods of time. And in those early days, I still had all the, and uh, the, the, the hopeful expectations of some illumination that was once and for all going to rid me of all the relationships that were troublesome to me. And I was sitting there with my eyes closed. This is a true story, but it was a shock that helped change me. And all of a sudden, this immense light, <laughs> it was uh, in the evening, went in, off in my eyes. And I'm sitting with my eyes closed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These are thoughts. Mind you, I'm not aware of them, only post. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, this is it. This is it. And I got so excited, I opened my eyes. And you know what had happened? My neighbor was worried about me. And to come over and was shining a flashlight <laughs> <laughs> through the window as I was sitting there meditating. And the next thing that happened fulfilled the whole purpose of that relationship. I got angry. Here I am sitting for six hours uh -huh. in a deep state of bliss, but a bliss that was born of a certain kind of isolation, independent of relationship with anything other than what was imagined. And suddenly that stillness turns into a riot. And I remember sitting there and thinking, what good is getting that quiet, even having visions, if those visions are eradicated instantly by a relationship outside of myself that I must be trying to avoid for what it brings up in me when it appears. And that's what you said. And that's the nature, the, the purpose of the book I wrote, is to understand that we are always in a relationship with the divine, with this presence that we're intended to practice, that through it allows us to use every relationship, wanted or not, for being the illumination of our consciousness they're intended to be. Because once we get a little drift of that, then there's nothing we fear anymore in being with anyone or under any circumstances. And we are well on the way to awakening that love that lives within us that transcends and transforms everything that enters into it. What a great story. And it's great how you drew the lesson from that. And it's so true. And I've found that in my own meditation practice that I almost learn more when it quote unquote goes wrong mm -hmm. because I'm have mm -hmm. some expectation of how it should go. And that's when it's like, that's the real learning. Yeah, it is. You, see, you're onto it because look, when, when I get upset with my partner, it's because my partner apparently didn't get my list of demands. But I never think to myself that I'm upset because I have this expectation and attachment to an image. I never see that because the moment that that attachment is challenged 
by my partner's behavior, I blame my partner for the pain connected to the attachment. But as I get it, as I understand, my, my partner's failure to meet my expectations is my limitation, not theirs. Then something truly uh, unique can start to happen inside of that consciousness being awakened to its actuality. Guy, can you talk a little bit about maybe some examples or an exercise from writing your book or from your marriage on renewing a relationship? Certainly with 40 years of marriage, that's going to be something that maybe you've put into practice in renewing it. Can you give us some examples? Yes. And everything begins as we've been working to explore here with new self-knowledge. If I, if I understand that I act every moment in the form of a reaction to life, that is the byproduct of what I have understood up until that moment, and that the reaction, because it is an expression of the past, can never refresh or produce anything new in and of itself, then I begin to understand I must have new self-knowledge. And the only way I come into new self-knowledge is by meeting a moment and seeing where the old knowledge, the old guy, the old Chase, Sarah, wants to show up and command the condition so that really beginning this process starts with understanding. For instance, let's say we have a negative pattern with our friend, our family member, our lover, our husband, or wife. There is nothing inside of a pattern that the pattern can produce that is ever going to change the pattern it's creating. I believe it was said, the definition of insanity is to keep doing what we've always done and expect a different result. So all fighting with our friend or family or partner is part of a pattern that neither person in that pattern can see as a pattern because we're too busy blaming the pattern on something outside of us instead of seeing no pattern exists without two people weaving it in that moment. To see the truth of that, Chase, Sarah, is to understand if this is going to be stopped, if it's going to end, I must see the truth of the moment and dare to bear what happens when I no longer agree to take the side, my own side, in this moment and let the whole thing just sit there with no reason whatsoever for why it is the way it is. Because if we'll allow the moment to reveal to us the part of us that has been driving that pattern, the illumination of that part of us begins to dissolve that nature. And we're left there with a revelation, not only about ourselves, but about the whole pattern. And in that moment, the light that acts upon the darkness and reveals it as being the progenitor of that pain changes that darkness, no matter how slightly, into something that was never there before, and lo and behold, I have new eyes. I have a new understanding. And then, I, it, then you build on that. Because the minute you see what I'm describing, you want to see more, even though you wish you didn't have to, as you alluded. Then we're really on the true upper path that leads to the perfection of the love that brings us into these relationships and the reason why we're brought into those relationships. What would you say to somebody who's listening and, and they really want to find the truth in the moment and really be there to make that change, but maybe they just struggle with, maybe these are new concepts to them. Are they just, this is all a new way of looking at life. What would you say to them to kind of get them started on this new path to, to helping them find that truth in the moment? First, I would say that we all have to grow up and give up that, the childish fantasy that somehow or other that the, what I call the Yahoo, you know, Wahoo, we fall in love, Wahoo, and, and understand that, that the purpose of the relationship is to introduce us 
to ourselves through our partner. I'm not here to perfect my wife, but if I do the work of self-discovery, she, by the changes that unfold in me, will need to change as well. And then we work together within ourselves first and then with each other as a result. So that when I say we have to grow up, what if we simply understood and at least attempted, if nothing else, to realize in the moment where suddenly we're in pain because our partner is doing again what they've always done or has said something caustic. My pain is my responsibility, not yours. My pain is my responsibility. We're looking at a world come unglued because everybody wants to blame their pain on something outside of them. If we each and every one of us understood, as Christ said, physician, heal thyself. Don't look for the mote in another person's eye. See the beam in your own. If we really understood that, then when that pain suddenly was triggered, at least a part of us would understand there's an opportunity there that doesn't exist without that relationship. And the more we can transcend the knee-jerk reaction and instead become present to the appearance of that pain and want to know something about the consciousness that has always blamed everyone for it, then, Sarah, we have a chance to go through the awakening of this consciousness, which is the same as finding a love that transcends every circumstance. Then we change and the world within and around us becomes new. Thank you so much, Guy, for for that and for all this great information so far. And before we wrap up to go into our bonus round of questions, is there anything else that we missed or that you want to go over that we didn't cover? Before we continue on with the bonus content, we just want to remind you that these bonus questions are typically only available in our Love Tribe membership. But for the next few weeks, we are giving you guys a sneak peek of what these bonus questions are like so that you can fall in love with all these questions as much as we do and want to subscribe to continue listening to them. So again, for the next couple of weeks, these bonus questions will be included in the episode. But if you want to continue to hear those bonus questions, forever, you can become a Love Tribe member by visiting our website, idopodcast.com, or by clicking on the link in the show notes to easily sign up and gain access to these bonus questions as well as ad-free episodes. Enjoy. No, I, I think simply to say that if you have any interest in these ideas, first, uh, I believe that Chase and Sarah will put it up. I, my book, Relationship Magic, is... The subtitle is Waking Up Together. That's what we're doing. So that's a great place to start. But if you don't want it, you can join me online free, literally nothing to join, two or three times a week where I live stream new talks at guyfinley.org slash free talk. www.guyfinley.org guyfinley.org slash free talk. Just go to my website, guyfinley.org. You can find out about the free talks there. The main thing is to act on this knowledge. We can acknowledge truth all day long, but if we don't act on it, it is useless. That's it. Wonderful. Well, we'll have all those links in the show notes so that our listeners uh, thank can you. access Thank you that. so much for that. Absolutely. So to go on to our bonus round, our first question is, what daily tip would you give our listeners who are looking to improve their relationship? Understand that the limit of your present view with relationship to those who are in your life is not the limit of that relationship or of your understanding of it. So that when we can begin to recognize these patterns we talked about, that we are an integral part of, we can begin the work of trying to step outside of that reaction and become its witness instead of its unwitting servant. What is one relationship advice or book or tool that you would recommend to our listeners? Uh, I got to go with my book. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Relationship magic, waking up together. Absolutely. And by the way, when you buy the book, if you go to my website, you get free with it, the audible version of it that I read and also a 60 minute uh, uh, MP3 on higher love. So there's advantages to getting it from guyfinley.org. Oh, wonderful. I'm a big Audible 
version. So that is perfect. Great. Thank you. I make it a gift to you, Sarah, if you want it. Just let Eric know, please. It is my gift to you. Absolutely. Wonderful. What advice would you give newlyweds or couples in the beginning of the stages of a long-term relationship? Don't be afraid of those moments where slowly the wahoo part of your relationship turns into the boohoo part of it, because that's what relationships do. Under law, as we explore and discover our possibilities through the revelations our partners make possible, at some point we have to begin understanding that the revelations we need to grow as a partner include seeing those parts of us that want to separate us. Love understands that anything that wants to bring an end to the idea of growing in love is something outside of love. And then we put ourselves on the side of wanting to grow and nothing in the universe can keep us from doing so. And then lastly, what advice would you give our single listeners that looking for love? The best news I could give any human being. Love is looking for you. What do you think of that? Mm, love it. The whole <laughs> of this life is about the fact that within us, there exists something that is eternal and that never stops seeking to realize itself through the instrument it operates in. We are the instrument of love. Love brings us to what we are intended to meet so that through that relationship, what is revealed in us can show us the fact that love has always been looking for us and it is our journey to return to that same level of being. Well, what a wonderful way to wrap up this interview is to remember that love is always looking for us. And I think it's not just for single listeners, it's for us. Those are in relationships and it's just an important thing to remember on a daily basis. Yeah. What you seek, seeks you. That's the great, great mystery of life. So that the more we understand it, the more willing we are to start surrendering ourselves to what happens when we bring to us what is brought to us for the purpose of awakening us, then it's win-win literally across the board. Wonderful. Well, Guy, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have all the links to your website, all the recommended resources that you gave us today and your book on our website at idpodcast.com. And our listeners know to go there to access all the information. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show. Well, the pleasure was mine, Sarah. Thank you, Chase. You guys are great. Anytime you want to go a little deeper, we can, I'm, I'm more than glad to join you. You be well. Hey, Love Tribe. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the important links are on the show notes page on our website at idpodcast.com. And while you're over there, we hope you check out our 14-day happy couple challenge, as well as all the free resources we have on our website. And thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.